Welcome to Social PR Secrets, the podcast. My name is Lisa Bayer, and I will be your host. Today's guest is Mel Carson. If you haven't noticed, this is not the first time that I have interviewed Mel as a guest for either my class or Social PR Secrets. I also interviewed him for the book, Social PR Secrets, and his insights on combining the powers of public relations, social media, and search marketing. In this episode, Mel and I discuss the ins and outs of social media strategy and what that means today. This episode was originally recorded for my University of Florida class on social media management. Let's give a warm welcome to Mel. Hi, and welcome back to my series of interviews with social media experts. So today I'm excited to welcome Mel Carson. Mel is a former Microsoft advertising evangelist, and today he owns his own agency called Delightful Communications. And Mel is also the author of Pioneers of Digital. And I'm going to let Mel tell um, a little bit more about himself. Um, Hi, Mel. Welcome. Hello, Lisa. How are you doing? Um, It's uh, I'm talking to you from a very sunny Seattle, whatever your students think about uh, the Pacific Northwest uh, is probably just as hot as Florida up here right now, but I'm uh, thrilled to be here. Um, Yeah, I I used to work at uh, Microsoft for many years, seven years, uh, uh, as starting out as their community manager, um, and then uh, that kind of role evolved into uh, the digital marketing evangelist and really my role was to go out into the industry and talk about uh, not just what Microsoft was doing in the digital marketing space but also uh, really talk about digital per se and, and try and get people to to understand the power of using uh, social media and search to amplify their marketing messages. Um, if you think back to 2005, you know, it was pretty much in its infancy now and um, you know it, it was a great job to be paid to go out there and, and, and basically talk and blog and and try and get people enthusiastic about um, using digital media to um, you know ad- advance their, their their company's image online so back in 2005 um, that's when you started um, your role as an evangelist and so today as a social media manager and our students are you know the future social media management stars so what how do you how do you describe today's role as um, what does an evangelist mean or a brand advocate um, in simple terms what, how can you explain that to the students I think the best way to uh, describe an evangelist is somebody who has a very inherent understanding of uh, their own company and their own company's products and services but also a very inherent understanding of what their customers or potential customers need to know not just about the particular product and service but the problems and issues that um, that the customer uh, has and why they need your uh, your your products and services. Um, if I was to take a really good example, which would be John Gagnon from Bing Ads, his role is to uh, evangelize and really talk internally about how to speak about Bing Ads and uh, PPC and search marketing internally to get internal teams enthusiastic about uh, the, the the products and really be a conduit. 
uh, a kind of bridge between the company and the community that you're trying to uh, that that you've identified are the people that are perfect for your product and service. So if you were to think about traditional marketing tactics um, and techniques, it's it's really kind of segmentation. So uh, what John, John now does for Bing Ads and what I did uh, at Microsoft Advertising was identify those communities that uh, I could get involved with uh, and get involved in, whether it be speaking at conferences, whether it be uh, writing articles, uh, either on my own blog or on um, industry uh, publications and, and websites and really kind of becoming the face of the company because it's one thing now with social media and the digital space being so crowded with all these companies vying for people's attention what we're finding is is actually that that people connection, actually having a human face to a company uh, helps engender a lot more trust in that business uh, if there's a kind of go-to face uh, uh, that people can ask questions and uh, uh, you know sit down and have a conversation with rather than just interacting with a brand so in today's space there are kind of internal advocates for for a company. So you know, a company like Microsoft has has lots of people who are out there in the industry talking about it. But then what they're also doing is trying to influence other uh, people in the industry to in in their particular industry to really talk about their brand and, and be brand advocates for the brand. So it's about really looking from the inside out. And connecting with the community and it's always integrated with traditional marketing and digital media um, but what we've found is it adds a really trustworthy halo effect to whatever you're trying to do so you have your internal set of evangelists and advocates and then you're looking to um, attract external so advocates yeah. and evangelists that might be just your you know your biggest fans or it could be the media who you know might love your product or service yeah right? yeah um, you know we we, we see uh, digital uh, and especially with the work with, that I do with majestic SEO which is all about links uh, be, be, between websites and um, uh, which is more is, is more about links uh, between websites but we see that uh, links between people really pay off so making sure that you have uh, really good relationships with journalists and bloggers and, um, and and yes your biggest fans is important but the way that you build that relationship is really also very important in that it's not just about you asking them to do things for you but that there's some kind of value exchange so um, you know a typical example might be a, a technology company wanting their fans to talk about you know their new uh, their, their new widget or their new product or their new um, piece of tech but what they should be doing is also not just asking for people to talk about it and, and tell all their friends that it's great but they should be using those advocates and those uh, fans as a way of uh, getting feedback on the product and really involving people in the process from the beginning uh, right 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 from the beginning yeah 
I love this quote that I um, saw on your website that I'm going to read about you actually, but I think that um, it's a great segue into talking about the connection between social and PR. So the quote is from the VP of Global Marketing Solutions at Facebook and it's, she says, Mel Carson is a gifted digital storyteller who lives and breathes our belief that all marketing and PR should be social by design. So that's an awesome quote to, your, um, to you and just also in general. Yeah. So as social media managers and our, our students that are watching this also, um, their major is most likely public relations. They're in the College of Journalism. So what are some, some connections that you can share with them on the importance of social media, public relations, and search and storytelling? So um, I think the main thing for uh, PR students, professionals coming into the industry now is to really understand that that, that PR has the opportunity to be so much more than press relations. And what I mean by that is kind of traditional uh, PR companies are all about the relationship with the press. And because they, they're getting a lot better, but because there's still some old traditional attitudes out there around social media and really how important it is and a really a lack of understanding on um, the the power of digital but also uh, some of the more technical kind of tactics and aspects especially when it comes to search and SEO um, I think that it's really important for students to understand now where PR fits in the, an integrated marketing mix so with uh, with the marketing team with the sales team who who and, and the messaging that they might be pushing out you know via call centers or or when they're out there um, face to face with you know the search team and the PPC team to really pull together um, and work on a, on an, o, an overarching strategy that takes into account competitive analysis, but really thinks about. I mean, the quote talks about social by design. It, it's almost being digital by design. Um, some examples are, you know, in my previous role at Microsoft and other clients that I come across, PR tends to be uh, a, a little bit segmented and off to the right, and social media definitely seems to be um, a little bit siloed as well and what you would find uh, especially you know with some clients and traditional companies is a marketing manager would be creating a piece of content like a video and then they'd have had it been working on it for a couple of months and they'd have spent thousands of dollars on it and then they'd kind of come to me and say hey can you help me make this go viral um, that isn't the correct process. What you need to do is think about and be part of that conversation when it comes to that content right from the start. What is the message that you're trying to get? What is the strategy? How does it differentiate from the competition? How can you pull together all the different elements of, okay, this is one video that we're going to create. Uh, how is a journalist going to react to us pitching it to them versus a blogger versus putting it on our home page? How can we make it so it's almost a one-size-fits-all or how can we adapt it uh, so that it's uh, relevant to different people uh, along that kind of life cycle and make sure that it's relevant uh, and compelling 
uh, and maybe sliced and diced and slightly adapted, but in the core, there's something about that content that makes people want to like it, makes people want to share it, makes one pe people want to link to it. And I think that that's one of the things that's that's really missing is that um, people kind of think of uh, social as being this kind of nice to have thing that you know somebody else is going to do over there because you know they really understand Twitter and Facebook, but they don't think about it at the core. And I remember um, back in I think it was 2009 uh, was a, one of the first really good examples I can give of a kind of integrated marketing effort was if you go to Google or Bing and search for social media white paper the number one result is a white paper that I wrote five years ago it's still number one it's still being downloaded and the way that we did that was making sure that we had SlideShare involved we didn't do a video but we had kind of infographics and we seeded it out to relevant bloggers who all linked to it and still five years later it's as relevant now um, as it was because the, the the team could go in and swap it out with an updated one but we're, we're still ranking number one and that was based on being really clear about the outcome and being really clear about making sure that everybody was on the same page both from an infrastructure point of view but also from a, a, a messaging and, and promotion point of view as well that's a great example. So um, just to kind of underline that with, so putting up a Facebook page and starting a Twitter account, that's not necessarily um, a strategy per se. There's more to it. What are um, some other kind of key points to share with social media managers as far from a strategic standpoint that yeah. should be taken into consideration? Yeah, that, that's a, um, a great question. What, during my time at Microsoft, we used to have these brand strategy people who used to sit in you know this little corner and I used to think what on earth are they doing you know I'm here tweeting and Facebooking and creating videos and and it wasn't really till I left uh, and started talking to other businesses um, as a consultant that I realized that there's a huge huge value in fact it's the, the best value you're going to get is actually by having an overarching strategy. What I was doing in those days really was kind of just tactics. Um, I think there are, you know, Twitter and Facebook are a wasteland of Facebook pages and Twitter accounts where people have just set them up and they haven't really thought very deeply about, you know, how are they targeting the right audience? Do they have the wherewithal to create uh, the the right content are they just going to be sharing other people's stuff do they have people dedicated to um, that kind of uh, you know as you know Lisa the, the social media scene and Facebook and Twitter and all these companies are constantly updating you know their feature sets and changing the way that um, they ask us to do things and uploading and you know Facebook with the different kinds of um, you know, even dimensions of images seem to change all the time as well. So it's really important to have that strategy and be, be able to take a big deep breath and also do a lot of competitive analysis as well. Um, by basically looking and discovering who your competitors are uh, and, and, and trying to differentiate and trying to find the gaps where um, they're messing up or uh, they don't have a presence or 
and there's nothing wrong with doing this. And in in my book, Pioneers of Digital, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of uh, uh, ideas from from some of the people that have done amazing things on the internet about how they've taken other people's ideas and actually pivoted around them or actually made them better. So there's plenty about what your competitors doing that you could piggyback on and and um, you know steal a march on them. So I think it's really important to have a strategy that's flexible enough you know to take into account all the different changes that go on across all the different social networks because that's how you're going to persuade the people higher up who are you know your CMO or your senior managers uh, or your CEO to invest in what is becoming more and more uh, important is is kind of paying for um, Facebook advertising and, and promoted tweets and stuff like that as those two particular networks get so crowded with brands competing with each other. Um, I did a workshop at SMX on social advertising and it was probably about an hour workshop on the different various ways to promote via Twitter and Facebook and when I started it out I said I would have never believed if somebody told me five years ago that I would be standing up here actually advocating advertising with public relations because yep. back in the day it was church and state but there are effective ways to today use the paid side of uh, social advertising to effectively use it in a public relations way where it is acceptable and it is extremely powerful when done right what would you yeah. say to that um, I yes uh, I mean you only have to read I mean do a search for Brian Boland um, organic Facebook uh, He's. Um, I used to work with him at, at Microsoft. He wrote the recent post about uh, from Facebook about how more difficult it is for brands to have that kind of organic reach because there because there are so many people kind of trying to do the same thing. So absolutely, um, you know, if you're paying an agency to do your PR, you know, you're paying. Um, content creators to create infographics and, and copywriters to create there's nothing wrong with being very strategic and making sure that you, you know you actually have some more modern metrics than uh, you know did the journalist write about my story and how many mentions did my brand get this month you know in the our top 10 tier of uh, magazines and newspapers that we're targeting having more sophisticated metrics and being shrewd about how uh, you're promoting them um, is is really crucial. I mean, I've I've got a Twitter uh, hashtag. I'm promoting uh, me speaking at ClickZ Live in San Francisco next week by targeting their hashtag, and we picked up a ton of followers. Um, and the fact that I'm speaking with Majestic SEO and Brafton have been um, shared as well so I'm hoping that 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 will pay off I mean I've only spent a hundred dollars on it but we, we've certainly got about a hundred engagements so I'm hoping to cram that room full of people to come and listen to what me and Majestic and Brafton have to say about um, social media so it's definitely uh, something to have in your armory and forget the notion that social media is free because it ain't <laughs> and that brings me to um, our final point that I know that you want to make and I want to make sure that we cover um, is personal branding and how that falls into the strategy of social media. 
Yeah, when I left Microsoft, I, I was thinking about how I was going to start Delightful and, and, and what kind of setup my consultancy would look like. And I was very, very careful to be very explicit about what I do, but also very explicit about what I don't do. So I'm not an agency as such, as in I'm not going to run somebody's Twitter or Facebook page. But it's, again, based on the three things that... Um, I found kind of lacking in, in big business while I was at Microsoft and that was social media strategy so really having a proper strategy digital PR so not so much traditional as I've said um, uh, you know drilling down into um, that kind of press relations but being more public relations because of the magnificent opportunity that digital provides us to be connecting with people um, more directly as, as brands and not necessarily just through journalists and bloggers and then the third thing was personal branding because being an evangelist I had my own website I was an early adopter of Twitter um, I got great engagement on Facebook I talked to a lot of uh, um, conferences and interviews like this and I built up a good personal brand for myself within the business and somebody else within the industry and somebody said to me well why don't you start trying to help other people and the more I looked into it the more I realized that uh, that CEOs and CMOs and chief executives of some of these big companies they don't have great personal brands online they're not very good at marketing themselves when they're in a position of power so right from you know the, the top CEOs of, of um, you know companies like Amazon Microsoft Apple or whatever that down, actually all the way down to you know your students on this course having a good personal brand um, through digital is really important because you know 80% of searches on any search engine are going to be brand terms and a, lo a lot of those are going to be you know searching for you as people uh, and a good example is I recently was looking to hire someone for my business and had a, a ton of CVs from a local university here in Seattle CVs resumes sorry that's an English <laughs> term um, and you know the job was all about digital PR and personal branding and and uh, and um, and social media and of course I would search for these people online and a lot of them didn't have any footprint which surprised me seeing as um, as as you know they're all sort of 25 years old uh, but a lot of them didn't have great LinkedIn profiles and were posting all sorts of uh, frightful stuff on on Facebook and Twitter even though they'd put their handles in 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 their resume and they didn't kind of think about the fact that they need a, a, a good brand and a good personal image online because you know for I think initially for people coming out of school and university it's important to be buttoned up on that front you know for prospective employers but also the way that businesses are now shifting and this is what I do a lot with delightful is going to businesses and do workshops demonstrating how having a positive social media policy internally can really help drive the needle, move the needle for um, businesses because they have these internal advocates uh, at their businesses who know and understand what they publish and what they say uh, kind of uh, reflects 
if they do it in a positive way, reflects well on the brand and on the company, and that they can do real damage, uh, you know, if they're not smart about what they're talking about online and 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 how to express themselves. So, the personal branding thing is is set to uh, um, really increase as we become more digital, and uh, um, you know, LinkedIn are doing an amazing job. It's no longer the place for people to look for. Um, you know, new employment or, or to, you know, stick their resumes. It's a really good professional environment uh, where you can publish and connect and, and speak to people. So it's really important that people are buttoned up with their personal brands and they're aware of those different tactics as well because it's not just about the business you work with but it's also about you and how you express yourself. So I guess um, the first step for to be a successful social media manager would be to first be um, have a successful, positive personal brand in place. Yeah, um, you know, certainly if I, I I think that I think Moz did a, a blog post about r ridiculous Twitter profiles, and I see a lot of people who are passionate about social media and and uh, you know social media aficionados and all this kind of stuff. I think what would impress me most is if you were coming for a job as a social media manager, uh, uh, delightful it would be having a really good LinkedIn profile that, that you know everything was filled out from the summary and there were some examples of your work um, and that from you know your Twitter account, it doesn't have to be all professional, it can be personal. I have a rule for my Twitter and Facebook 60-40 rule I call it which is 60% professional 40% personal because I want people to get to know me as a person you know Lisa you're on the other side of the of the US but you know you still know what's going on in my life with my with my kids or you know whatever conferences I'm speaking speaking at that's important you don't necessarily want to see uh, you know, pictures of me in a bar on, you know, standing on top of a bar drinking tequila. I don't do that, but um, I think it's important that that people are aware of the impression that they give, um, especially if they're in the market for uh, a job, and especially as a social media manager, because um, as a social media manager, because uh, it's you know that that is the kind of job that um, people are uh, looking for. Um, you're not going to be able to edit this. My wife has just walked in. It's okay. It's okay. That's the real. <laughs> we're talking about being authentic. It's fine. Um, it's no problem. So that's uh, uh, yeah. It's just important as a social media manager to have um, that wrapped up. Okay, well, we've pretty much um, reached the end of our time right now, but Mel, I really appreciate um, all, everything that you've shared, and if there's any last tips you want to get in right now, go for it. If not... Um, when you're doing a Google Hangout interview, have a big sign on your door saying, don't come in under any circumstances. That's on the, one. On the air, that's what I, I have to put yeah. outside my door. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I, I think it's really important to make sure that you have some kind of traditional understanding of, of marketing from uh, a segmentation point of view, understanding a target audience, um, and also the kind of traditional media 
side of thing. I think that people can get a little bit, oh my god, social media is so awesome type thing. And it is awesome, but you have to understand it in the context of an integrated marketing um, effort. So, you know, from PR, from marketing, etc., etc. But you also need, um, I think, to have some technical expertise. And I'm not talking about being you know, a major in computer science, I'm saying, you know, understand the basics of uh, HTML and, and how a website's put together. Understand the basics of, you know, Facebook's open graph uh, protocol or, or, or how um, embedding a tweet might look in a blog post or how sharing a blog post might look uh, if it was landing in Facebook or, or, or Google Plus. And then the other thing is to understand the basics of SEO and algorithms when it comes to um, search engines and things like that. Okay, thanks Mel. So if our students want to follow you, where is the best place that they can reach you on social? Um, Twitter, at Mel Carson. Uh, but just do, do a search on any of the major search engines, Google or Bing, and you'll find me. Okay. And um, I'll I'll send you a link to send out to Pioneers of Digital. I think it uh, I think it's perfect for students to. It's really a history book to really understand how things like TED, how um, uh, things like Yahoo, how Barack Obama won the twenty uh, the two thousand and eight uh, election using social media. Um, how iTunes arrived at the ninety nine cent price point. Um, and stuff like that, and it's 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 got some good stories in there. Um, and I can't believe I didn't ask you. Uh, maybe you'll be in the sequel, Lisa. Okay, that would be great. And I'll put a link to the book as part of the recommended reading for this week in the in the course. Very cool. Okay, right. thank you, Mel. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.